Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We know that weather is going to continue to be a, a talk factor, especially if you're watching social media over the last 24 hours as we look from Nebraska all the way eastward and the issues that have been happening. We're going to dive into all that today with Troy Nielsen. Troy joins us with Smart Yield based out of Kearney, Nebraska. And I think first and foremost, we got some snow here in Nebraska. We know that there has been some other weather conditions as you move eastward into the Corn Belt. A lot of concerns trying to get this crop out of the ground. Yeah, it's a really, really challenging year, and it started that way. If you back things up, I think it's a really relevant part of this conversation right now, Susan, which is we started late, crops did um, got planted late, they got replanted late, and so everything needed to have a little bit of time towards the end of this growing season to mature, where it's mainly on the corn market. Well, the worst thing that could happen is kind of happening as far as crop development, in my opinion. you got a late-planted crop that's now incurring some really um, rough weather, whether it's uh, snow and freeze um, or, in, you know, or just moisture in some of the upper Midwest part that has continued to hold on there also. And so, yeah, the, 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 the finishing of this crop and the maturity of it is being greatly challenged in, in my opinion right now just because um, a late planted crop that's getting some really rough weather on it let's look at, at the crop progress report that came out yesterday did you see any surprises as you looked at those numbers you know um not really I, i'll just start with winter wheat and the, it's a planting progress there and it kind of gives you an indication of, of where they're at but winter wheat plantings uh the 10-year average is 84 percent um, we're at eighty-five percent, so we're right on the ten-year average. Last year, this time we're at seventy-seven percent. So winter wheat plantings, there's really not a problem there. I'll get into the harvest crops. Looking at soybeans, um, the ten-year average is seventy-eight percent harvested right now. Uh, last year at this time we're at sixty-nine percent. We're at sixty-two percent right now. Um, so we're we're behind, but it's but it's not detrimental. Um, in, in compared to 2009, 2009, we were at 46% the same week harvested compared to 62% right now. So we're a little bit behind on soybeans. Uh, corn, the same thing. The worst year that we have on recent record as far as harvest progress is 2009. 2009, we were 21%. The 10-year average is 64. Last year, we were at 61. And we're at 41% right now on corn. So that's a pretty big number. I think that that, that is a supportive factor um, and might even be more so moving forward once we see what these final yields are. Because if we're maturing slow, harvest is a challenge. Uh, why is harvest a challenge? You know, we've had uh, rain, we've had snow, we've had high winds, we've had freezing conditions. It's hard on equipment as well. Um, and so the corn crop has had about everything thrown at it that can that it typically would at this point. Um, it, it's just been a tough year. And so I do think that there's some very supportive factors in that corn market as well. Do you see, I mean, I want to jump back to the winter wheat because to see the progress of where we're at and the comments that I was reading, it's like the golden child right now in these grain markets because things are going right at least for the winter wheat at this point. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I remember years where they're saying that, 
you know, there wasn't enough moisture to get this, some of this wheat planted. And, you know, moisture is not a big issue right now. There's um, very, very little territory in the whole United States that would be considered in a drought at this point. Very and much smaller in major growing areas. So there's plenty of moisture. Wheat went in the ground um, at, at a very good pace. Um, if you look at Kansas, which is a big one, 88% planted. The 10-year average is 88%. Um, you know, Kansas, or excuse me, Texas, 74% 10-year average. Right now they're at 74%. So we're right on pace for, for winter wheat plantings um, and and we've had good moisture and, and have continued good moisture coming through there. So it's just a flip of the, flipping it over on the other side. Um, the wheat's in really great shape with good moisture. Same kind of, the same moisture events are really wrecking havoc in the corn and soybean harvesting um, progress. So yeah, wheat is kind of the golden child right now. And if you look at the markets um, behind the wheat, um, uh, and I'm talking Chicago, uh, December, we put a low back in September at four dollars and fifty cents. Pushed it as high as five thirty-five here recently, and went home today at five dollars and eleven and a half cents. So um, we're sixty-one cents off of the low and have really solid planting. So you're right, wheat is somewhat of the golden child right now. So as you look at this, Troy, and I know that you spent some time in the combine yesterday um, talking to clients. As you look at where this crop is at, how harvest is going. Do we see some possible changes coming in the next report in November? You know, I, I hope it's as soon as November. I don't think it will be any sooner than that, that's for sure, as far as reports are concerned. And I did get out and I saw some customers yesterday, one in um, uh, northern uh, Kearney County, one in southern, southernmost parts of southern Kearney County. I actually had an opportunity to talk to a harvest crew there and um, right in a combine and, and looked at the yield monitors coming through. And, you know, their, their non-irrigated corners um, were probably doing um, as well as they've ever seen um, because they've had decent moisture, but their their irrigated ground um, was was struggling just a little bit with yields, might be off five to uh, ten bushel an acre. Um, so that, you know, that that's a big big loss there but then we also came off of two years where we hit record yields and you can't make a record yield every year um the other thing that we're running into we've had some high winds here so some of that corn's laid over a little bit um it just they're getting most of it but it makes the harvest a little bit challenging stick around folks we've got more coming up here the fontanelle final bell we'll dive into some more harvest pressure what we're going to see in the markets as we move forward it's the fontanelle final bell on the rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're joined by Troy Nielsen of Smart Yield. Let's look um, south of the border. We're going to head uh, to South America to start out with. And I know that the har- uh, planting progress has been going on, but uh seen a bit of a pickup, Troy, when it comes to soybeans. Yeah, absolutely. In Brazil, of course, we're looking at just the opposite seasons. We're harvesting and they are planting and they're in the middle of it right now. So we're, we're tracking and following um, every week their planting progress as compared to their average numbers. Um, and right now on soybeans, uh, Brazil, um, they're planting, they're, they're up to about 31% complete. Um, and that's a pretty big increase from last week at 20%. Um, and it's kind of right in line. Their, their average is 29%. Here they're in pretty good shape with that right now. 
Um, now, last year they had an exceptionally fast pace, but it was an unusual year. Uh, the Mato Grosso area is 65% planted. That's versus 44% average. Um, and, you know, so if you look at where they're at with soybeans, they're really at or ahead of pace on plantings. Um, Brazil's first corn crop is at 56% planted. Um, it was a nice increase of the, for the week of about 9%. Uh, remains a little bit behind the 62% average, um, 67% last year. But um, the average is 62 and they're at 56. They're a little bit behind on corn, but it's not, not detrimental at this time. So, you know, that, that's a com- competing country, of course. And, and as they're coming into the field with their... Um, plantings, we keep track of that, and I don't see any big problems right now with South America plantings. But there is some competitiveness going on, and you and I were talking about this during the commercial break, was the fact that Mexico has made a purchase of corn. Obviously, they need it, and they purchased it from Brazil versus the United States. Yeah, it was a large purchase this week. We sure wish that would have come out into the U.S. books. That's for darn sure. Uh, we could have used that. would have made a difference. Um, but Mexico went to Brazil for that, and um, uh, I hope that's not a trend. I hope it's just a one purchase. Um, it is just a little ahead of the um, Mexico-U.S.-Canadian um, agreement or transaction that they're trying to get put together, um, or deal they're trying to get put together. So it might have been a little bit of um, uh, positioning of, hey, we can buy corn somewhere else if we need to. Uh, might have been a bit, little bit of position scoring before that report. Um, but hopefully those sales come back to the U.S. where they typically do, um, and, and that would definitely help on our balance sheet. So where are we in this market as you look at the grain complex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in September, Susan, I'm just talking on the December contract. Uh, we were as low as 352 um, in September. From there, we pushed the market up to about 402. Now, so if you look at that, um, we had a 50 cent move in the month of September into our early October, mid October. Um, and, and so some of these issues that we might be having, whether it's a little bit lower yields and, um, and, and, and maturing issues on our crop might have already been built into that market. From there, we've pulled back off to about 386 on the close today. But still, we're about 34 cents right now. We're 34 cents above above that um, September low. Um, I, I'm pretty impressed on what this corn market has done uh, in the last two months, um, and we're in a we're in a position now that if demand kicks in here after this harvest, uh, like it typically would, sometime you know late October, early November, a lot of times you start getting some demand kicking in here. Um, we're within striking distance, in my opinion. Of, of having some really good market opportunities. Um, corn setting here at 386 on the nearby contract. The other issue with that that I think is um, a good opportunity, basis is held together pretty well. Um, the basis in the eastern part of the grain belt has been um, um, exceptionally good for this time of year, and that's just kind of drifted west, and we've picked up some basis improvement here in the last two or three weeks as well. So I think we're really in a great position on corn as far as I'm concerned. Soybeans, not a lot different. Better basis than typically at this time of year, and we're well off of those September lows. Um, November was about 8.51. Today we went home at 9.17. So really in pretty good position there on corn and beans that if we can get some 
demand kicking in, we can have some very good marketing opportunities on these crops moving forward. So talk about those marketing opportunities quickly. What are some things that you want guys to remember sitting in the combine moving forward? Yeah, looking at basis. You've got to look at your basis and look at where, where the opportunity is at. Also, you're looking at your storage versus your cash flow into the end of this year. And then also look at the carry. You want to look at that carry if you've got some unsold bushels. Look at the carry in that market and look at December to March. You're about a nine cent carry. March to May, uh, about a seven cent carry. And what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Trey? Yeah, our website, www.mysmartyield.com, or call our office here in Kearney, 308. 308- And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. And don't forget, you can get this as a podcast through our website at ruralradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.